0: and I'm a physiotherapist, and I'm here today to talk to Mr. Rob O'Donnell on the PodMD Studio about hip and knee osteoarthritis, including a detailed discussion on how the Glad program is having an enormous impact on this condition. We do hope you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about a given patient. If you have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise. So welcome again, Rob, we're back for part two. In the first part, we spoke about osteoarthritis itself and the, the burden that this disease has on society. And we touched on the Glad program briefly. Do you wanna start by just recapping what the Glad program
1: is? Sure, thanks for having me again, Anthony. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, so yeah, the GLAD program stands for Good Life for Arthritis in Denmark, um, and there's now a GLAD Australia program uh, being run, and it's a supervised structured exercise program um, held uh, in various uh, both public and community and private physio clinics, um, and the program involves exercises done twice a week over a six week period. So if
0: myself as a GP is going to refer somebody to the Glad program, firstly, does the patient need a referral? And secondly, what specific sort of exercises can we expect the patients to be doing?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, So, no, they don't need a referral. Any um, recommendation from GPs, we love having the doctors involved um, and it's important that they uh, are are up to date with what we're doing and that we involve them in the management uh, of the the patient's uh, arthritic uh, hip or knee. Um, So when they come along, we do an initial assessment and that involves both... uh, a subjective questionnaire that the patient fills out about their pain and any surgeries they've had, medications they're on. And we send a copy of that to the GPs and we do a a physical assessment as well, which basically involves two main exercises, which is a 40 metre walk test and a 30 second sit to stand test. And we find if we refer back to those um, physical tests at the end of the program that virtually everyone has improved and their um, pain levels have, have decreased. So, again, we involve the GP, send them all the information, um, and I think communication working as a team with all of this is what produces best outcomes. And a referral? No referral, needed. No direct referral, but as I said, we certainly encourage GPs to be involved. Sure. And
0: so someone when someone presents for their class, what sort of exercises will they do is everybody doing the same thing is it a individual program can you give us an example of some of the exercises people might do in the class
1: yeah um so the glad program itself is a very simple structured exercise program and it is made up of 12 exercises that are basically the same exercise for everyone but everyone is different at the same time so most people um, you will find, you know, some people who have a much more severe arthritic knee, for example, will have trouble getting on and off the floor. Um, so we may modify exercises to uh, get around their limitations. So, you know, physios, uh, as a general rule, should be experts in prescription and modification of exercise. And, you know, we work around the structure of the program just to make sure that everyone can do... Um, or perform exercises are up to their level.
0: So when a person presents and does some exercises, we expect that that person will have some discomfort. And as we mentioned in the first podcast, the recommendations have generally been to try and avoid pain when you're exercising. So what happens when a person comes in with their arthritic hip or knee, we expect they're going to get a little bit of, Pain, how do you determine what's appropriate pain and what's not appropriate pain?
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's an important um, thing to consider. So it's, it all comes under part of the education side of the program, and it's important that we teach people that the the old theory that they should avoid any um, movement and exercise that irritates their um, particular problem, that. They, uh, we now know that they shouldn't avoid exercise, they shouldn't avoid pain, and some pain is normal and expected. It's a matter of, we use a pain scale from zero to 10, roughly being zero, no pain, and 10 out of 10, they just painted in front of me um, from their pain. They, they shouldn't experience more than three or four when doing their exercises, but most importantly, it's how they recover from their exercise. So. If you came in, and we always measure this at the start of every session, we ask people where their pain is on that scale. And we ask them again at the end of the session where their pain is. And if they started at two, but then they say to me during the session, their pain is three or four, I'm not too concerned about that, long as they're telling me that um, within 24 hours of doing their exercise, they will back to their two. So we know that it's not too much load, it's not irritating them. And long term, we should see their baseline pain decrease. So that's quite interesting
0: because it's quite a different philosophy to what we've worked on in the past. And tell me along those lines, and if uh, with the classes you've done so far, a patient comes in and is getting a 3 or 4 out of 10 with a particular exercise which you're happy with. Do you see them actually acclimatise uh, to that exercise? Do they tend to get better through repeating the exercise and have less
1: pain? Absolutely. Um, so the program itself consists of both uh, range of motion exercises, strengthening exercises, and some neuromuscular movement pattern things to teach people that the right way to move, and that exercise in particular. Often they start with, especially if they you know got quite severe arthritis or have had problems and avoided movement for a long time, they may initially just not like being taken through that movement pattern. But as they keep doing it, and we just, you know, we've got to respect their pain and move into the program slowly. And over several weeks, uh, they're usually much, much better. By the end of the program, they're moving through a lot more range and with less pain. Great. So respecting that you're
0: not a dietitian, you're a physiotherapist, I know we've spoken that diet is part of the management of osteoarthritis. So can you just talk to us a little bit about how uh, a dietitian or nutrition strategies fit into the GLAD program and for that matter anybody with osteoarthritis?
1: Definitely um, so as, as we mentioned in the last podcast um, the World Health Organization is telling us that both um, education exercise and weight loss are the keys to the management of osteoarthritis um, and that can involve uh, diet changes um, and uh, we certainly encourage all patients at our clinic who are participating glad to see a dietitian. Um, we even run some uh, small group classes talking about diet and changes they can make in diet. And we know that um, a 10% reduction in weight loss, so that can just mean a few kilos in some people, but a 10% reduction will lead to a 25% improvement in pain and function in people.
0: Okay, that's quite amazing really. Um... So, let's go, somebody comes to the end of their six-week GLAD program, so 12 classes. What happens from there?
1: Yeah, so you're right, we tend to have two classes a week for six weeks and 12 classes. Most At that point of time, most people will uh, know their exercise very well. There's only four basic pieces of equipment used in GLAD, so they really are classes that can be run anywhere and people can do them at home. Um, so we, we sell GLAD packages as in exercise packages, um, which is just basically exercise rubber and some balance mats and things like that. Um, so they may often go off and do it themselves. Um, the benefit we find in GLAD is that the group dynamics uh, are very motivational to people. So a lot of people will go on and, and continue and do another six week block. Um, but those that want to go off and do themselves and they've got the motivation to do it themselves, they can simply just, uh, they know their exercises, they can keep progressing it at home and drop in every now and again and see us if they want updates and that sort of thing. Fantastic. And you've been running GLAD
0: at Southern Suburbs for how long now? Uh,
1: so we're up to about six, seven months now. Um, so GLAD uh, is a very new program in Australia. So we are one of the first um, trained GLAD practitioners. Uh, It's been in Australia for just over a year Um, and in that time we've had about 65 people go through the um, program and more than 80% of those people have had uh, improvements in function and reduction in pain.
0: Fantastic. So six months, is that long enough for you to have seen much change? Have you got any any good stories out of that six months?
1: Yeah, so the program, the Glad program is being run in conjunction with Latrobe University. So similar, I mentioned last time that the program started in Denmark, all their results have been recorded and now they have government funding for exercise programs for the treatment of osteoarthritic um, hips and knees. We ideally want the same thing to happen in Australia. So La Trobe University are fantastic at uh, collating all the results. So we uh, collate them, send them through um, to La Trobe. Yes, over six, seven months, we've certainly seen some great results, but it will be over the next few years that hopefully we can show the government that um, management of arthritis under this sort of program is the way to go and, and then we get some um government funding, so it's it's cheaper and more affordable for everyone to do. Sure, and is there any
0: story in particular that comes to mind out of the last six months that you can share with us?
1: Yeah, we've had had a few. We've had um, two people who presented uh, on waiting lists for uh, knee replacements who now have um, taken themselves off, whether it's a long term thing that they but we're certainly delaying or, or seen a delay in them needing knee replacements. We've had a few people, um, GLAD or arthritis as a general rule um, is, is a disease of, of the over 65s, but we do see it happening in people as young as, as 30. Um, so we've had people present who have told me, you know, they haven't been on the floor in 15 years. Um, and we start those, again, we modify their exercises because two of the exercises in GLAD do require getting on and off the floor. Um, and I haven't had a patient yet who hasn't been able to get on and off the floor by the end of the program. We've certainly had several that have started on, on beds, um, but in the end, they all are able to get on and off the floor. And one lady in particular that comes to mind, who's a grandmother, um, and she now you know, loves the fact that she can get down on and off the floor and play with her grandkids. And just, you know, the improvement in her life has been huge just from that fact.
0: And I presume too, we, we do tend to see a lot of people with arthritic complaints that tend to restrict not only what they do physically, but what they do socially. So I, I presume too, people are having an enormous impact in their social life.
1: Yeah, sure. Just the, the group dynamics of the program um, and, the, and the social benefits from that, just people being able to discuss their issues with others that are suffering the same problem is really beneficial. Um, but one of the important things that we say to all um, patients who participate in the GLAD program is it's not just the prescribed exercises of GLAD that they should be doing. They should be doing other leisure activities. And I say anything that they like doing, going for a walk, hiking, riding a bike, whatever it is, they should do that. And doing it in group environments uh, uh, is, is certainly one way that they're more likely to get out there and do it. Absolutely, well, it sounds like a, an amazing
0: program that's having great results. so to finish up uh, for GPs that are interested in their patients attending the the GlaD program,
1: what does the GP do? Yeah, so there's um, Glad have a, an Australian website um, so if they put Glad Australia into google they'll they'll get that website, and that will allow both GPs and patients. Um, or people who are interested to find a lot more out about the program. Um, but otherwise, simply, certainly our clinic, Southern Suburbs Physiotherapy, uh, runs GLAD programs at both our West Bentley and Parkdale clinics. And there's many other um, places, both community health, um, public hospitals and private physio clinics that are running the program. So if they go to that website, they will soon find out uh, where the closest... Um, the facility is for their patient to go and get involved in the GLAD, but simply then giving them a call um, and uh, they can, they can uh, attend for an assessment. So, Rob, just a little bit more about the GLAD program
0: costs. Like, how does cost structure work for people? So you've been through it twice a week for six weeks. Tell us more about cost.
1: Yeah, so it, it varies from each facility. So ringing... Um, the the particular clinic and finding out um, is the best way to go. From ours, and it's probably a good guideline, uh, a class costs $30, um, so over 12 classes, people are up for $360 plus their initial assessment. That is all claimable um, under ancillary benefits on any private health insurance. Um, So as a general rule, people would get back about half of that um, if they've got extras cover on health insurance. Um, And for those that don't, it's still far, far cheaper than any surgical intervention, that sort of thing. Uh, And we would like to think we've we've better outcomes for them. Thanks, Rob. It's really fascinating stuff. And we really appreciate your time today. Pleasure.